Hey guys, this is John. Um, got kind of a different episode. I broke it up a little bit. Um, Jake and I do a like kind of after action report on a Wisconsin match and then hit the, his NRL match he shot. Um, but I had Missy Wheeler, the uh, wife of the MD, helped a lot with a Wisconsin AG match, come on to clarify. I just wanted to be really clear about the story. Um, the story we told about the award ceremony when she gave away her award, she likes to talk trash and have a little fun. So um, it was all in good humor and good times. I just did not want to... Uh, have anything come on off wrong about those things. So she came on, kind of told her side of the story. She was super gracious. Uh, Ken was great. Um, had a good time talking with her, like just 10, 15 minutes. I uh, put that clip right in the beginning and then we roll right into uh, just Jake and I talking. So, um, and then I've got an episode with Tate Streeter coming up next time. So had a good talk with him and that will come up pretty soon, but I want to get this one out. So thanks again, guys. And we'll talk to you later. Hey guys, this is John. Uh, I've got a, uh, Kind of a different, uh, quick little snippet we're going to do with uh, Missy Wheeler. Uh, she's the wife of Ken, uh, who helped match direct the Wisconsin match we got done with. I wanted to have her on and do a little disclaimer, uh, kind of a correction on on my story. Nothing major, but uh, we kind of we uh, Matt and I did a podcast just recently. We talked about the kind of the uh, award ceremony and a story that went down. And I just, I wanted to be, make sure I was totally fair with, with, you know, all the involved parties and just, and chat with Missy a little bit. She did, um, some awards. It's my understanding you had mentioned that, uh, well, for one, thank you for coming on Missy. I appreciate it. (laughs) You're welcome. Um, you, uh, you had mentioned that, uh, you're the, the club there knows that you like, you like a good roast is I think were your exact words. Tell us, say a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I like to give a fair amount of crap to all the, all the shooters that we have. Cause it's, you know, when you're, when you are, um, supporting the main match director, you kind of take over as match mom. Yep. And so, you know, there's a significant amount of babysitting or handholding for lack of better yep, terms for sure. that goes along with that. So you know, like the a perfect instance is one of our shooters all last season. Um, I think almost every single match he kept signing up as a lady. And so I'd be like, hey, what is going on? Every time I'd take a screenshot and I'd send it to him like, seriously, come on. And he'd always joke that that's the only way he could win a trophy. And so the first, that's perfect. The, I took a screenshot. I posted it on her Facebook page and it, it, of course I'm going to roast you. Like these are, this is the kind of thing that I really love about this organization is that, you know, coming from a big family myself, yeah. if you can't poke fun at each other, um, then, then yep. you're not really family. Yeah. <laughs> That's, I kind of operate the same way. Matt and I and Morgan, a bunch of guys, we were rooming together. It's all, there was a lot of trash talking at these matches, a lot of, a lot of banter going back and forth, which to me makes it a lot of fun. And you know, sometimes people from the outside looking in, maybe not, maybe don't see it the same way. So anyway, so, yeah, so for people that yeah. don't know me or our club that well, um, I could see why, you know, it may be on expected but you know maybe it'll be you, you next year at the match who knows yeah exactly <laughs> I, that's what matt was like man i was bummed i didn't get the award i love that kind of stuff <laughs> i was like yeah you would <laughs> so anyway no i so anyway the the story if you, i'm sure you guys have heard uh we just you did we had an award ceremony and you have these awards well you you explain the awards you do with the with the bottles of wine 
Okay. Yeah. So our um, matches take place at the Highland Sportsman's Club and also on site and owned by the same um, property owners as Solu Winery. So at every match we do, I get a free bottle of wine, which is the Missy's Choice Award to hand out to um, a shooter or a volunteer um, at each cool. match that we have. Okay. So because okay. this was our bigger match, we, we handed out a couple of them. Okay. And so, so one of them, the controversial, well, it's not controversial. It's a good story. It's lighthearted, but I also don't want anything disparaging towards, uh, towards my friend Clay. And it was, there was some fun poked at him. It was, a, it was fun, but I also want to be very clear that, uh, what, you know, what the award was for. Um, it wasn't, as far as my understanding, it had nothing to do with anything at the match or anything like that. Can you explain that a little bit better? Just, just so it's out in the public. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so our, so our match, this is only the second year that we've done it and it was, um, uh, AG qualifier and we already knew that we were going to have, um, a larger venue of people. And so it was really important for us to make sure that, um, we changed things from last year to make sure that flow would be good. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was also important for us that we kept the numbers somewhere where we were comfortable with ensuring that we could still run a really good match. Yep. Um, and so we originally had it, um, capped at, I think like 110. And then, um, when the week that we were getting ready to open squatting, we had so many people register. I'm like, okay, we know we can do 120. We do 120 for our, um, our monthly matches. We've done up to 120 for our monthly matches. Wow. We, you we have can that many guys out. at a 120 or at a uh, 120 at a monthly match? Yeah, and we wow. usually have wait list, wait lists for our monthlies too. That is awesome. I didn't know that. That's <laughs> cool. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, so right thank on. you. Um yeah. so so we opened it up to 120 and then um it was that week after squatting had opened, we filled up so quickly the night squatting open and then we had so many people that were asking to be waitlisted. And so we let about a week go by, had a few people contact me, um, say they couldn't make it. So we're just kind of chipping away at that wait list. Mm -hmm. And about a week before the match, um, you know, Kenny and I were having that conversation. Like we have eight people that are waitlisted right now. And would it be that big of a deal to add one more person to each squad? And so, you know, we were running all the logistics and figuring out what we could do. So we went ahead and, um, everyone that was waitlisted, listed got in. Well, like the day after I sent that email to everyone on the wait list, mm-hmm. Clay had reached out to me and I was like, you better go buy a lotto ticket. Cause I have one spot left. Yeah. <laughs> nice. and, and so, um, he was super appreciative. Um, but then he was like, well, you know, I, I don't know if I can, if I can swing it, if my friend Austin is, he wants to come with me too. And I don't know if I'll be, yep. if I'll be traveling um, yep. without him. So, you know, I told him, I'm like, we have had very minimal cancellations. Um, and I know the, the rule is like the 10% rule. And we actually only yeah. ended up having two by the, by match date. Wow. Uh, so I told him, I'm like, well, he can travel here and we, you know, we can figure it out. I'm sure we'll have something last minute, Yeah. but understandably so they had, they had a lot of logistics themselves to have to handle. So their travel, yep. et cetera. Yep. Um, so Okay. Almost the Tuesday before the match, I get a call from <laughs> Shannon Kay. Okay. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen right now? <laughs> <laughs> Am I in trouble from the, from yeah, the, right? the, the I was like, what is going to happen? Thank goodness he called me when I didn't have it. I had like a break in meetings for my actual job. Yeah. Um, the important so, things in life. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> right on. And so 
he um, was really pushing me to open up to more shooters. And he's like, how many people have waitlisted right now? I'm like, well, just one. I'm like, I'm sure I'll probably have cancellations. And so he, and Shannon told me, he's like, well, Clay reached out to me and he's like, he really didn't want me to reach out to you. Oh, okay. <laughs> he's like, but I just wanted you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he, t- so he told me that and he's like, but I just wanted you to, to know you're going to have a cancellation. I want you to feel comfortable. He, he's familiar with our terrain. Like we have huge yeah. uh, topographical maps and we talked to, to Shannon, you know, like two years ago when we were first going to get ready and cut all of our lanes and do everything for cool. the barrel maker just to get his input on it. So, yep. um, so yeah, so he, he told me the situation and we talked a little bit about the match and it wasn't a minute after I hung up the phone with him and I had a call um, from a number come through my phone. I didn't recognize. And I picked up and right away it was clay. And he was just so, I think he was mortified that <laughs> Shannon had reached out to me. Uh, um, okay. Cause yeah, cause he, he doesn't want to come across that way. Obviously. So, uh, <laughs> hi. And that's, and that's what he said. He was so apologetic. He was such a gentleman about it. Yeah. Um, he was so genuine. And so then it was like, okay, all right. I got this guy. Like, <laughs> oh, okay. you got his number now. You're like, okay, I'm going to give him. Okay. I got it. Right. right. So then, so then we kind of joked like off and on as we were working out, you know, like the logistics for the match and, yep. you know, I, cause they came in late, you know, I'm sending them emails of all what the other shooters had, had received. And, um, so I, you know, yeah. just take pokes. Like, am I supposed to arrange a limo? For yeah. you to- <laughs> I love it. Okay. Like, you know, do you need me to call Shannon to ask if I'm supposed to have that ready for you? <laughs> I love it. So, <laughs> this is perfect. Yeah. So it was all in good fun. And, yep. you know, I, I was even poking fun at Austin when he told me who his friend was going to be, that was going to be joining them. And, yep. um, I saw on Facebook that Austin is an engineer and also has a mustache and which is the same as yep. Ken. Yep. Ken's and, got a you know, very, very strong mustache game going on. <laughs> oh, I don't know if I call it game, but it's something. <laughs> it's something. It's, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so it was just, we just wanted to, to, um, continue poking fun, you know, when, when guys like yourself and clay and, um, yeah. you know, like Morgan and Austin come and shoot our match. It's, it's awesome. It's, you know, Ken, Ken Sinoski, he shot last year and, and came back this year and, yep. um, Matt Partain, there's just, um, you know, Derek Webster, I can't, you know, like you yeah, there's said, lots of guys, well, tons of guys. there's so many guys yeah. that are just, as Ken had stated in our awards banquet, like we're honored that you are, are making the investment to come and shoot our match. And then that's why, that's why we work so hard. For sure. Yeah. That doesn't mean you're off limits to getting roasted by Missy. Absolutely (laughs) not. I love the personality again. That's what, this is what we do. It's hilarious. So I think it's, I think it's fun. I just, like I said earlier, I just wanted to make sure it was being fair at all sides. I, I, we kind of brief on the, on the other podcast with Matt, we kind of, we weren't even going to bring it up, but it was too good to not. And then I didn't, we didn't talk about it much. We just kind of moved on. I was like, well, let's expand. Cause I don't want it to come off. Like it was, you know, worse than it was or something where anybody was mad or anything like that. It was a fun, it was in fun and it was a hilarious, you did a great job and it'll still, it'll be a, a tough one to top at an award ceremony ever. I think <laughs> so <laughs> so, next year it might be your year to be roasted. Okay, you well, know? I'll be, I'll mind my P's and Q's <laughs> then and I'll be ready for it. So, Oh, that's awesome. No, it was good. I was fun. You guys put on a great match. Uh, I, I have a, uh, I do landscaping. Uh, I have a landscaping business. And so like walking around the lanes and the mowing and all the brush and all the work you did was for me, it was, I think more evident to me than a lot of people. I was like, man, this is a jungle out here and this place is looking good. It ran great. I was surprised 
we had big squads, I think 12, 13 guys in the squads and everything ran super smooth and fast. There wasn't usually a 13 man squads. You sat around a long time between stages. And we, I felt like we were moving real quick. We got done at good times, both days real early on Sunday. Um, I thought you guys did a great job. So Thank you very much. I really appreciate that. Yeah, you know, it's, it's with our, so our normal monthly matches are the second day course of fire. So that arc that you shoot. Oh, cool. And so, um, we knew we could do 13 for there, but that first day course of fire, there's just so much walking that so many people are not used to. Yep. Um, so, I mean, that was, was our biggest concern. And, but now that we know we can run one thirty, I, we probably will see what we can do over the winter time. Um, to get in those swamps and cut down more trees and make more lanes and maybe even bump it up to 150 for next year. Yeah, it was cool. You guys did a good job. So anything, I appreciate you coming on. Is there anything else, uh, any pro tips for match directors, assistants, anything like that that you've learned or, or things that, uh, the best things or the worst things about it or, Oh my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there, putting you on the spot. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'm qualified to answer this. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would say, um, the biggest thing, especially with doing this with my husband, um, and then his two best friends essentially, uh-huh. um, is that communication. It just has to be on point and yep. organization. Like I think Ken and I, um, in our personal lives and in our individual careers are, almost organized to a fault. Okay. Um, but it really allows for you to, to mind your P's and Q's and like really keep mm-hmm. things in check. And, yeah. um, you know, there's so many logistics that go into this, especially with adding in the additional elements of the, of the AG cup portion. Um, yeah. so being organized and communicating effectively and knowing that, you're probably going to get yelled at at one point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does. It's weird. I, I told, I told Ken at the end, I said, Hey, we're going to, we're going to run, but thank you. I appreciate it. But I was like, I have more sympathy cause I helped run my first match this year. Uh, Jake and I did a big match over here with, you know, we had a 150 people or whatever. And it was, uh, it, yeah, there's, uh, it's a lot after you do, help run one, there's a lot of appreciation that comes from that. There's a lot of stuff going on just from shot timers and practice score on iPads. I mean, just tiny little things that no one thinks about how much work that is to get all those programs, everything ready, all the batteries, just so many little tiny details that nobody thinks about until you're, you're, you're stuck running it. So, um, it it ran really well. Uh, your ROs were great. Everything was good. So I just wanted to say thanks again. I do thank you for coming on (laughs) little disclaimer. It's fun. I like the stories. I like the banter and I like the trash talk. And again, you get the award for the best moment ever at a banquet. (laughs) So Anyway. Fantastic. Well, thank you. Uh, I appreciate it. And, uh, glad you had a good time. Congratulations yeah. on your big one. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully we'll see you next year. For sure. All right. Thanks, Missy. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> yep. Bye-bye. Hey guys, VP precision is back. we got Jake yeah. here. Yeah. So catching up with my buddy again. I know a lot of you guys think we're neighbors when we hang out. We don't. We're eight hours apart. I haven't seen him in a long time. He went and shot. What match did you just shoot? NRL. That was the um, the Northern Lake NRL. It was in Minnesota. Um, cool. You know they have a uh, they have a pretty cool little place there. Um, I say little because it is pretty small, um, mm-hmm. but they they set it up uh, very uniquely. And uh, there wasn't a lot of people at this match. I think it was seventy eight or something like that. Seventy. Okay. Um, so, uh, 
but it was a long travel over for me and uh i was just happy to get out and shoot again it seems like it's been a little while since i went and shot something yeah it is it seems like it's been a weird year some guys are getting quite a few matches in and lately i guess because they're all rescheduled and stacked on top of each other but i've only i've only shot one nrl match this year how many have you shot i shot two um and let me see. I shot two, and so I shot the one, the high country. Oh, that's which right. I got second, and yep. then I shot this one, which I was fortunate to win. And so it's got. Cool. I still got to get another one or a couple more or whatever. Yeah, I need. <laughs> I was looking at schedules like I got to get some NRL in. So, uh, just a strange year. So yeah, we haven't. We were going to talk, kind of do a, I don't know, an after action report of. I just got back from. Uh, from wisconsin and you did that match i haven't really talked to you about that match a whole lot so we're gonna hit on that a little bit and uh kind of go from there so let's start with uh with you did you drive or fly over i flew over and met with uh, a couple buddies uh clyde and ralph they uh picked me up cool went to the hotel uh we went and sighted in on friday and kind of got a gist of where it's at, what it is, uh, and really what he has is, I mean, if I had to put it like into acreage, it'd probably be like a 60 acre area. Um, okay. So it's not a giant, uh, no. giant facility. He's got a really cool wooden uh, metal building, uh, kind of like a wood, wood siding, but metal frame and stuff. It's a really cool, cool little clubhouse. He's got uh, sale stuff in there and it's like a full range. So I think there's a membership base there. Um, all that kind of stuff. And uh-huh. I tell you what, it was, uh, he's a, uh, it's Aaron Menzi and Troy Tyson. And, um, so Aaron was the owner of the range and the, and kind of the main match director. Troy was the assistant match director. Okay. Um, they, they don't shoot a whole lot and they don't have a bunch of experience in putting together, uh, um, matches as far as, uh, you know, like what a shooter would like because uh-huh. they're not shooters. But I tell you what, I was actually really impressed with their courses of fire. Huh. They mixed it up super well. And I don't know if they were getting feedback from local shooters or if they were or, or what they were doing, because it was a really good course of fire. They they made you change targets a lot and change positions a lot. Um, you very rarely shot more than two shots at, at any given target from a position. So it really kept you on your toes and it really, uh, you know, made you guys work for, made everyone work for, for their points, which is awesome. That's cool. Yeah. Sometimes it's always a wild card when you're looking at matches to, I mean, we're lucky to have a lot of matches around and you're always kind of wondering on a new one or, you know, guys that we don't know as far as MDs, like, you know, what's it going to be like? And so that's, yep. that's cool. So what was the, what do you, th- what was the feel of the match? Uh, was it a kind of a square range feel field match? What kind of, what? it was a pretty good mix. Um, it was on a square range ish. Uh, okay. they had probably a, I'll call it a, a 40 yard area where they had five squads. And so it kind of felt like we were on top of each other because we were, so there was rifles all over and people all over. And then they had a little trail that went through the woods. And then on the other side of the woods, they had another section where another five squads were at. And then, uh, they had tires and barrels. They had trucks and tree stumps and rocks. Um, they, they did have a, a shoot tower over on the end with some, railroad ties and so he did uh he did mix it up pretty well and 
uh, made the targets fairly challenging. He had some really challenging triangles and some, some, you know, uh, good stages where you had to shoot multiple positions, multiple targets, um, which is, which, you know, really does, it does take, you know, some talent to be able to do that effectively and be within the time limit. And so if, if it's all one position, one target, you know, you might miss one, um, and then clean, you know, nine more in a row and get a nine out of 10. But when you're, when you shoot 10 different targets or at least five different targets from five different positions, man, you got to go, you got to think about your positions. You got to think about, um, and this is really where your plea, uh, pre stage planning, um, is so important because you got to dial in exactly what you're going to do, how you're going to do it, when you're going to do it, try to make sure you can do it all under time. Um, and, and it's just, uh, I mean, I thought it was pretty cool. Cool. Okay. So was it uh 90 second, two minutes? What was the stages? Yeah. So they had, uh, they had two minutes on, or excuse me, I think they had a minute 45 on day one and then 90 seconds on day two. Okay. Um, cool. and one of the stages was a 60 second stage on day two. And so it was a okay. 10, 10 different rocks. It was a single target, one shot, off each rock at that same target oh, wow. at 10 positions in 60 seconds. Wow. And how so, far, how, how far was the target? How big was the target? Uh, the target, if I remember right, was a, I think it was like an eight inch round. And I, I want to say it was at 357 yards. Okay. So not, so, not giant. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was, it was a, a great size to be quite yeah, honest. Just it a was little perfect over two Yeah. So, did, did you make it through all 10? I think I was the only one in the match that made it through all 10 shots. Yeah, yes. Um, but I controlled yanked one of them and missed for crying out loud. So <laughs> I only got a nine out of 10. It was still the high score on the stage, yeah. but um, yeah, most people were getting through seven, eight shots. Cause you know, you really got to think about it. You got 10 different positions, mm-hmm. which means you, you really got nine movements. Yep. And so can you do each movement? in about six and a half seconds yep. with pulling a shot, that's yep. really what it takes. Yep. And so, um, I used my, uh, gray ops CNC plate with my, um, Armageddon gear, uh, pro, uh, pad on it. Okay. So I didn't have to pick up a bag and that's where I noticed everybody was timing out on that oh, seven you- or eight shot. Oh, you shot the whole stage like that. I shot the whole stage with that pad in that wow. bag. Okay. And so, because I didn't want to have to pick my rifle up and pick my bag up, yeah. set my bag back down, set my rifle back down, kind of give it a wiggle. Instead, I literally just threw my rifle on the next rock, got down behind it, tried to pull a good shot, threw my rifle on the next rock, you know, and so kind of went from there. So was and it, it really gave me a lot of time. Yeah, well, for sure. Uh, when I think of rocks, I certainly don't think of putting that, running that situ- or situation for gear. Were they pretty flat or what? They had uh, to be. No, they, they weren't super flat. There was every single rock was different, and they were all probably three-foot type rocks, three-foot by three-foot type rocks. Okay. So that being said, there was different positions on each rock. And so before the stage – I really had to plan out and say, okay, which part of the rock 
can I get my bag in? Because remember, I got the grip on my XLR chassis yeah. and my magazine. If anything gets in the way, it can be a disaster. So yeah. I made sure that I had enough room um, with my pad, with my bag, and I really picked, I, I pinpointed places on the rock. I said, okay, this is exactly where I need to go. And then I went to the next rock. I looked at that rock. Okay, this is exactly where I need to go. And it, it worked out really well kind of pre-planning all of those huh. so that I could, uh, you know, really effectively get all those, all those rounds off. Yeah, because that, that, that pad isn't that thick. It's not like a game changer. It's only an inch thick. Or two inches. Two inches thick, yeah. Oh, is it two? Okay, so it's got a little bit of play to level, level your gun just or whatever. A so. little bit of play, which was just enough. Mine's sand-filled, and so it felt really solid anyway. Yeah. Um, but it really helps to – I mean, my medium bag is rock solid, and yep. there's enough sand in there. You just set something down. It conforms to whatever. It's 10 inches, you know, 10 inches long, 4 yep. inches wide, yep. and 4 inches deep. It's got a, There's a lot of material there where you can really uh, justify any position. Um, and – Yeah. So I had to be pretty careful with the bag. Um, it worked out well. And I figured that I save about a second or two seconds per position. Oh, yeah. um, but man, two seconds per position at nine different positions or 10 positions. <laughs> that is a ton of time. Yeah. It's 30, 33% of your stage right there. So, you yep, know, that's, right. that's okay. So that's interesting. I, I'm, I'm actually, well, I'm going to talk about that a little bit in, in, on our match. We use Austin had the, uh, a plate with one of, uh, the older bags, uh, that we use as a, you know, front support for a tripod rear on a couple stages. And it was yeah. very handy. So I've actually ordered the pro got the pro pad and called Dave and I said, Hey, I need to, I need to buy it when you're yeah, I know he's back ordered right now on those new pro plates, but it's like when those come in, I need to buy one. So, um, yeah, they're, they're uh, awesome. Pretty sweet. So okay, that so you got and you've also got people fooled because uh, people think that you're um, you're always a slow shooter. And while you do sl- shoot slow, you very much can shoot fast. <laughs> I've seen I've seen you shoot yeah, well, plenty <laughs> fast, and, and so I can, I can shoot fast, but I don't ever want to. Like yeah, it's, well, it's, uh, yeah. For me, I really want to slow down, and this is kind of you know when when we do a training or whatever. This is one of the things that we say is try to finish the stage with maybe five to 10% of your time left, you know? So use 90 or 95% of all your time available and try to either time it. um, And once you are really practicing a lot and getting a groove, um, you have a really good feel of the clock. Well, now with this timer that, that you developed and Brian Pence and XLR and um, all, you know, whoever, uh, it makes it so nice that you can just press a button as you start your stage and you always know where you're at. Yep. Um, I saw tons so, of those at the match this week. It was funny. Everyone, I walked by like, Hey, check this timer out. I'm like, God, oh, it's a good looking timer. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, and, and I awesome. used a lot and a lot of people at, at the Minnesota match were like, Oh, check that out. And so yep. I've, I've been pretty consistent over my shooting career of finishing a stage with, you know, that internal clock of, we'll call it five or 10% of my clock left yep. and I can finish that stage. Um, but now with the, with the timer, I'm, I'm guaranteeing that I'm going to finish with, you know, five or 10% of my time left. And so as I get through, you know, halfway through my stage, I'm typically taking a very quick peek at that, at that timer, um, right. You know, at the halfway point. 
And so what I notice is as long as I'm slightly under, I can keep the same pace that I just ran the first half of the stage. If I find it's a two minute stage, I just finished shot five and now I'm peeking at my clock and it says a minute 15. I know now I know internally, okay, let's pick the pace up about 10, 15%. And so now we can finish all those shots because obviously a well-aimed shot is better than a sloppy shot. Mm -hmm. But at the very end of a stage, in my opinion, a sloppy shot is better than not pulling a shot. Yep. Um, Because if you get three or so shots at the, at the very end of your time, when you have one or two seconds left, and you get those off, that's three more opportunities for you to have a bullet in the air and, and try to get a point. Yep. Um, and so that can be important, you know, down the road with, and, and maybe you only hit one or two of those, but guess what? One or two points is, is, you know, is, oh, is a big no, deal now. It's enormous in some of these, some matches still not as much you can separate, but man, the match I just got back from, holy smokes, <laughs> there was no, I, and I made some mistakes. We'll talk about them, but there was, yeah. there was not, there was no margin for error there. It was a tight, a tight I made race. a couple mistakes too. So here, uh, talk here, about so them. Here's, so a couple mistakes that I made and I learned really fast, um, you know, kind of what I was doing, why I did it, all that kind of stuff. And so what I did is I had, um, a barrel stage and it was my very first stage. And so, um, the barrels were, uh, kind of angled down and then one was standing up and then one was across, but it rolled and then another one standing up. And then, and the fifth one was, um, the opposite way. Well, I thought, you know what I could do is I could fold my bipod down on one. I can run bag on the next and there's two there standing up and I can certainly do bipod here. And so this was my very first stage on day one. Okay. Um, and we actually shot the barrels on day two as well, a a completely different stage, but it was, we shot the same five barrels. So, so day one, I was like, okay, I'm going to run bipod rear bag on barrel number one, and then I'll keep it on for barrel number two. And then I'll fold it up for barrel number three. Well, I only got eight shots off. It took way too much time. So it was a mental mistake in my mind, not to be able to get those last two shots off, which happened to be at the close target, no. um, which was pretty much a, uh, a gimme, we'll call it. Yep. It was a, you know, 300 yard, eight inch round at 300 yards or whatever it was, six inch round at 300 yards. Okay. So, uh, those are, those are shots where you probably should hit them. Um, and so that was a mental mistake that I made on day one. Instead, on day two, I ran bag the entire time. I ran bag up over the top of the first barrel, my medium right up over the second barrel, third barrel, fourth barrel, fifth barrel. And I had about five or six seconds left, and every shot was perfect. And I was able to get one of the high scores on that particular one instead of, you know, uh, only getting eight shots off. And I, I, got, I, think, I think the first day I got seven out of eight, so I, I, I only missed one shot. Okay. But it's painful when you don't when you miss one and you don't get some shots off. Those really start to add up quickly. Yep, yep, for sure, so for sure. Definitely a mental mistake on my part. Um, I I love running one bag. I should have just went with one bag, and um, and so that was just a mental mistake on my part. I should have just yep. uh, thought through that and yeah. and just a again, stage planning stage. stage planning mistake. 
Yeah, it was stage planning. It was yeah. also first stage, not to make excuses because I hate excuses, but it was first stage. I volunteered to go first. Uh, okay. You know, the RO said, hey, who's first? And then, of course, everyone's quiet. Hey, I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. um, obviously, I'm the most experienced here there. So I just jumped up. Hey, I'll go. I'll take care of it. And so I was, I wasn't saying I was rushed at all, but it was that awkward silence. Okay, I'll go. Yeah, ahead. I've been it's there. It's Jake's up first. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So no, that, that does. That's. That was awesome. That doesn't, that certainly, I mean, that got me on a stage. I had, I made some mental mistakes during the stage, like some bad ones. So, um, so then, so day one, um, anything, anything stick out or was it pretty, you shot pretty consistent, pretty good day one or outside of that? You know, I shot, I, yeah, I shot pretty mediocre. I had a couple other stages where I, I wasn't able to connect as many times as I wanted. So I, I feel that I probably, I probably could have added maybe five or six shots, um, okay. you know, to my score that I just either didn't take or I missed, uh, from a, for a dumb reason, whatever it was. So I shot, I shot okay on, on day one. And that actually put me in fourth place overall after day one. And I knew I had, um, you know, some work to do on day two. So I went into day two, pretty confident and and strong. My gun was shooting really good. Um, and Hey, are you running the, are you running a tuner? Is this your first first match with the tuner? That was my first match with the EC tuner. Yep. Okay. So you want to, we don't need to go into it long. Yeah, I will here. Um, so what do you think? So day two, I ran, uh, so day two, I ran uh, pretty, pretty good, pretty solid shot. Well, um, I think I dropped three shots all day on, on day two. So I, I had the high score by, I don't know, four or five on, on day two. And so I was able to go from, from fourth place to, to first place. So it was a, a nice. good solid day of shooting. Perfect. Perfect. boy. Well, I, I, I'm always caught. It's easy when you're away. I'm at home. Hey, how's it going? How's it going? Want to know the scores. And it's like, Oh, you'll do good tomorrow. But it's always different when you're there. Like, I hope I'm yeah, I'll do my thing. But I also thought I would do better than I did on Saturday. And here we are. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so that's exactly I was, so, I, I figured you pull it off, but it was, it's, you never know. And I was stoked you did. So yeah, yeah. Pretty Thank good. You. I, so, I appreciate that. It was, it was good to get another win and, and, um, really for the, the national rifle league season, I, I definitely could use it and it was nice to get another national win. There was some, yep. there was some, uh, real good shooters there. So I was happy to, to kind of pull out and make yep. it happen. Yep. So yep. the EC tuner. Yep. So I show up, I, uh, threw my barrel on, um, I have some video of it and, I, and I'll, I'll probably post that at some point, but I okay. threw a, a brand new barrel on that had the EC tuner on there. It was already chambered, screwed it down, boom, went to the range um, with my daughter, <clears throat> this was actually the day after, uh, we did some video stuff with, with my daughter. And so okay. I, I literally had four rounds in a leftover mag in my pack, but I forgot all my ammo back in my house. <laughs> I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. So uh. I shoot one and then try to get to zeroed. I'm like, like a half inch right and a half inch low or something. I was like, okay, perfect. Up two tenths or whatever, yeah. left two tenths. And I zero it and it was dead nuts on the second shot. And I was like, okay, well, I got two more rounds left. So let's just put them both through the same. Or let's just make sure our zero is good. Boom, boom. And then the next day I got on a plane at four o'clock, four thirty in the morning to go <laughs> uh, to Minnesota. 
Oh, jeez. So that, that's how I was like, because what I was going to do is I had all this ammo, and I was like, man, I could go out here and I'll get my tuner ready to rock and roll. It'll be awesome. Um, <laughs> and so I flew to Minnesota with four rounds on my gun. No way. Um, and, but I already had all my ammo loaded up. And it was 31.5 grains, uh, alpha brass, Varget powder, and Hornady 110 A-tip. And yep. that's what I've been shooting the entire time I've been shooting Dasher. So I just left it there, put it in there. And um, I had enough ammo, obviously, that I could you know, shoot uh, quite a bit in Minnesota on Friday. Okay. So I told Clyde, hey, I got to get to the range. I got to put you know, 60, 70 rounds through this gun to really kind of get her hammered out and so i <laughs> shot all that all they had open was 100 yards oh, um, on friday so i was shooting off tripod at 100 and i was shooting off the bench at 100 and off the table and off the chairs and whatever just to get some practice in yep. on dots at 100 yards and it was shooting pretty good i got about and it was hot it was uh. hot and freshly humped fox in a pepper patch it was hot <laughs> and so Oh, well, I'm injuries. sweating. My barrel is just hot the whole time. I'm trying to get some shade on it. Um, anyway, I get about 60 rounds through it. I'm like, okay, now's the time I'm going to test this EC tuner. I had it on zero. Yep. <coughs> Excuse me. I had it on zero and I shot, uh, three rounds at, um, the first circle. And I was like, okay, I'm going to shoot three rounds. And it literally all through. And so Clyde was spotting behind me. And I literally shot all three through the same exact hole. And that's pretty rare for me shooting at her yards. I don't do that very often. Yeah. And so I look back and I was like, man, I don't even want to touch it. Yeah. And so I was like, well, let me, let me verify again. So I shot three more rounds. Exact same thing happened. Boom, boom, boom. Right in the center. Same hole. I said, okay, I'm not even going to touch this fancy ec tuner for now <laughs> i'm just gonna leave it on zero yep. and go shoot this match because it was just dead nuts yep. and it was shooting so good so i tightened down the nylon lock screws i verified again boom everything perfect and so that's so far my experience <laughs> <laughs> okay okay so nothing i'm in the same boat i i bought one from aaron it was just i just i haven't had time with it yet i i uh it's on a barrel, but I'm breaking it in, so I don't know. But people are asking about them. I'm, I'm curious. You know, it'll be, it'll take a while to form a, a decent opinion. It's easy. You see a lot of posts where guys are like, "I put it on and it saved my life," and you're like, "Okay, well, you shot six, nine rounds, and I know they work because they've been around forever." But it's gonna take me a while to like kind of get my opinion and my understanding, and I like to see one go from a bad shooting gun and actually tune it and have it fix it. Like if I do that a few times, you know, it's got to be, it's got to be predictable and repeatable. I'll, it's going to be interesting. I'll build some confidence in it for sure. If that's the case. Yeah. So, um, and, and I think it will be because it's science, it's technology. Um, for me, I'm excited about it because I always run the exact same load through yeah. I'll, I'll run 31.5 grains the entire time. Yeah. And so if something starts to happen, if a barrel doesn't necessarily uh, shoot well, which I've been really fortunate, uh, uh to run the benchmark, yep. uh, cut rifle. They just absolutely hammer. I haven't really had to fiddle with them. Yep. So, I've been um, loving mine. It's been <laughs> if I, I mean, if I have to, then so be it. I'll, I'll try that tuner out and, uh, you know, figure out exactly what I got to, you know, turn it to. And I'll start on zero. Yep. I'll probably go like three, six, nine, 12, 15, 
and pick the best one. And then I'll go, you know, let's just say it's 12. Then I'll go like 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Then I'll pick the best one. Then I'll go, you know, whatever, because it's the same load. I can do that. And I think it's going to be beneficial, but uh, time will will tell. Time will tell. In theory, the idea I kind of like is if traveling to a, you know, East coast and having yeah, load open up and, and maybe be able to tune it back in. If that's the case that to me, that's the number one. Cause I feel like I can tune, I, I can, you could tune a barrel here without a tuner. I don't need it. I just, the thing about maybe being able to get things back in tune as you travel, if something were to happen, which doesn't it's happen a huge. lot, but, but maybe, but so huge. real quick, did you, so did you have a speed up? Like going to a match of the four rounds is not ideal. What, how did you handle like, did you chrono before the match, after the match, during the match, day one morning? What did you do with all that? So I chronoed after I had those 60 rounds, the, those, uh, let's see, nine rounds that I shot after that when I was really yep. getting my hero, um, I had the uh, lab radar set up okay. right there okay. while I was shooting that. And I didn't, I didn't uh, chrono it before that 60-round mark anyway. Okay, And so I ended up being... Uh, 2797 is what I ended up being. Um, and it was, it was shooting great. So I kept it at 2797 and then on, uh, Saturday, uh, excuse me, um, Sunday, a Sunday morning. So that was fine for Friday night. It was good to go Sunday morning. He, uh, he said the zero range is open. And I saw people walking over. I was like, okay, I'm going to grab my rifle. Perfect. Let's grab the chronograph. Let's just verify one more time. Perfect. And it was it was like 2801. So okay. I was like, perfect. I'm within a few feet per second. I did go through and I adjusted my my velocity and my kestrel. But really, three, four feet a second doesn't yeah, make a, no. a scope of difference. But nope. just to be perfect, I that's what I did. Okay, that's cool. So it didn't really speed up much. Have you chronoed it since you got done? I have not. I, okay. I, I haven't. No, okay. I just, I practice a little bit. Typically what I'll do is I'll go out the Wednesday or Thursday before a match and I'll get my practice days in, whether it's Tuesday, Wednesday or Wednesday, Thursday, yep. I'll practice and I'll, I'll chrono as I'm putting my gun away and leaving. I'll send three, four, five rounds verifying. Mm-hmm. My guess is it's going to be 2,800 exactly. Just like it, you know, just like it always has. So cool. Perfect. Well, that's nice. Didn't get a, didn't get, I wonder what it was from the beginning, but that's, I'm glad I made it through. So, well, yeah. congrats. Good deal. Anything else oh, on yeah. that you want to hit on or is that, are you good? With no, that? man, it was, it uh, was good to travel over there. Um, cool. and, uh, and do that. And then the following week, man, you just burned her down at the AG cup. Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I want to burn it. I, I shot good. There was a lot of, there was a lot of guys there, a lot of top, uh, match winners and and so and there was a lot of guys that shot really really good it was a um you know i kind of mentioned it briefly on the other i did a little podcast with matt and he was at the match but ken wheeler you know missy nate uh the crew they did, did a great job I, I you know mentioned that just kind of carving a shooting range out of an absolute jungle um really tall thick green grass uh everything it just green rain it rain rain there sunday night just it's green 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 and tall like you had to stay on the pass because you're walking through there stuff so is four feet tall so if you missed a target 
you did not see anything. And there was some of the stages I could see Trace on, but a lot on Sunday I didn't see the angles of the light and the shade you were shooting into and with the tree backdrop and stuff. I just didn't see Trace very much. So there was targets I missed that had no idea where they went. Fire truck stage being mainly one of them, which was kind of a modified prone kind of a near to far hit to move on type of a stage. And I missed a shot there and guessed for my second one on this little Ipsic and I hit. And if you would have missed, I mean, I saw guys get stuck on that target for two, three, four shots, just guessing one way than the other. Cause it was kind of a switchy tailwind. And so guess a little bit on the right, guess a little bit on the left. And luckily I just, I, I, I held too much wind and I cut to just actually nearly straight up left to center and got my second, my, you know, my second two hits. So, um, yeah. but yeah, they did a really great job. Uh, we were in a squads of 13, which actually flowed really well, pretty quick. Um, day one was a grind. Uh, Austin Orgain was in my squad. I actually shot after him, um, the whole time. And we started off with, uh, a clean kind of positional stage, we went to this next, you know, 12 round troop line all the way out to a thousand, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six targets, and then hit the far target twice and all the way back in with, with holding over, you couldn't dial 90 second stage. Uh, we both cleaned that and I was like, wow, that's a good clean. I'll take that all day long. And we just, doesn't it, doesn't it kind of feel nice when you start and you clean the first stage? You're like, all right, here we go. Here we go. I know. <laughs> I know. You just want to get that first one out of the way. And so I was like, okay, yeah. everything's running good. Um, I, I, I took an older dasher barrel and it was just hammering shooting, uh, you know, I'm loading 30.9 grains of Argit, so a pretty light charge for a Dasher with a 105 hybrid. It's going 28, 60 ish, um, and but it's just shooting so good. I don't want to change it. No, leave and it. I get there shooting through the same hole. I'm like, man, I just love when guns do this because I've been there where you know, like you travel, maybe something opens up, and it was just hammering. I was like, perfect, and. Uh, so we keep moving. There's a blind stage. That was tricky. That was a tough one. Uh, they ran it well. Nobody saw it. They didn't talk about it, and, and it sucked. It was a tough one. The last two positions, I don't think it was an eight-round stage. I don't think anybody got more than six points. The last two would have been nearly impossible. If you saw the stage run a bunch, you could probably do it, but trying to get all your crap together on the clock and, and figure out those last two in 90 seconds was, was tough. So, um, I dropped a point on there. I thought I should have had, I got a five instead of a six. Um, and, and, and Austin had got that six. So he goes one up on me and we pretty much stayed there. Well, we stayed there the whole rest of the day, the next seven stages. I'd, uh, I'd give up one. I, I gave up one on the next stage and that's my mental mistake. So we'll talk about that. Uh, two times in this match, I shot at the wrong target, which I never do. Like just, uh, just they had these, they would have these kind of uh, lines of targets where you had to shoot too far, too middle, too near. And when you were looking out there, it looked like they were nearly stacked on top of each other, or just on the side. And I, I shot the too far, the too middle, and I looked up, dialed my scope, looked back down, and I aimed at the middle target again because the 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 close target was just right the way it was in the shade with the sun it just absolutely disappeared and that middle target was glowing and i just aimed at it and shot it and and as soon as i shot it i knew i was like oh because i (laughs) i smoked the target because they weren't that far apart so the ring i shouldn't have dialed i should have just stayed in the scope so the mental mistake was probably 
dialing. I always dial targets. I didn't need to because they were relatively close. It was probably a two-tenths difference. I should have just held under on the last target because then I wouldn't have come out of my scope. I would hit those two and gone right there and not looked up at my turret and came back into my scope and had that glare glowing target catch my eye. It did. I sent the round, dead centered it just low on the plate. Cause I dialed down and I was like, <laughs> I instantly caught it, went down, hit the next target, transitioned to log, hit the next six. And so I gave up another point to Austin. So now I'm two down. Um, I picked up one on the mover stage. So now I'm one down and we stayed there the rest of the day. And I, we finished the day he was in first and I was in second by one point. Uh, Derek love was right behind me by a point. And I felt like I gave up some, a few silly ones. the mental mistakes, inexcusable. Uh, there's one other one, um, really only one other one. Other than that, I shot pretty good. I missed Austin. I both missed like these 1,475 yard targets that, just just way, way out there. They were big, very big, and we both missed them. Don't really know. A couple guys thought we went high. I don't know if we did or not, but um, thought maybe we went over them. But so going into day two, so here's where it gets interesting. The end of day one, uh, Nate's running around, and he's like, hey, guys, I need you guys to get here at 7 tomorrow morning or, or 6.30-ish. We're going to try to go hot at 7, and we're – we had shot 90 second stages on day one and we had had, there was multiple instances where I looked at my timer and I'm closing my bolt on my last round with like three seconds left. And I'm just over and shooting. And I got a lot of last second hits and I was like, man, well, there's some snug, a lot of 12 round, you know, six target engagements, multiple positions. They did a really good job on every kind of stage just switching you up. And we didn't really do anything twice, which I always appreciate. I get, you yeah. know, we, we banter back and forth with Oklahoma guys, as far as, you know, they like the prone troop lines. I'm like, man, I don't want to shoot, you know, five or 10 of those in a match. And it's fine. It is a skill. I, I do appreciate it. I just get a little bored with it. And that, that's all. I just, I like something different at every stage. It makes you kind of stay on your toes a little bit and put yeah. a little more thought into it. So it was really, they did a good job switching everything up. So that being said, there were some tight times on Saturday with 90 seconds by, you know, a lot of breaking shots at the buzzer. Nate comes around last stage. Um, he goes, hey, guys, big lightning's coming in tomorrow. We got to finish this thing or, or, or I don't know what we're going to do. And so show up at seven. We're cutting all the stages to 75 seconds. So wow. shortest times I've ever shot. Usually 90s are usually the shortest. And now we're at, except for, like you said, maybe the random 60 second kind of a, a race stage. I shot a couple of those, yeah. but, but not a whole day of, you know, 75 seconds. And I was like, okay, awesome. We'll see. It's the same for everybody. So it is what it is. So, um, we show up the next day, uh, and it was fun. Uh, stage one, it was just kind of this KYL off of a jiggly bed. You know, you're whatever the floating platform, you're all shaking, and you have to shoot this KYL at 500 yards or something. I managed to not, you know how much I hate those things, and I managed to only drop one. I missed the small target once, and I hit it my second shot. Um, so it wasn't terribly wiggly. It was, it was actually not too bad. Um, so I'm still one down. I go to the next stage. Austin and I both clean it. And so now I'm up first. I was, I started third in line. So now this next stage is my first stage. I'm up first in our squad. We walk all the way up there and it's a troop line off of an electrical spool and it's 
It's uh, near to far. One, two, three, four, five. Hit the fifth. Tar- hit the fifth target, and there was a square and a circle at every range. And so you shoot the squares on the way out and the circles on the way back. And so in my mind, I'm going okay. And then it only went out to about 800 or something. And I'm going, man time of flight, watching bullets land, dialing, you know, 10 different dials, 75. I just, I just hadn't, (laughs) I don't know. Like my internal clock is not set for that. So I was like, I'm not even going to look at my clock. I'm just going to shoot as fast as I can shoot and break good shots. Cause you're still modified prone. So it's solid. And so I'd rehearse the order. I was going to, I usually dial every target. And so this time I was going to dial the second target um, and then hold under, then hold on, then dial the third target. And then the fourth target was one mil higher. So I was going to dial the third, then hold the one, then dial the fifth one to hit both those and then reverse that order coming back in. Cause in my head, I'm just going, I just, I just thought it was going to be faster than it was. And so, and I'm, ner- I'm nervous cause you the pretty big targets and there's no wind. And so yeah. the hit percentage is high. Like high and so there's you can't miss and so i go up there first hit 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 all the way out hit 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 all the way back in and i i miss i either dial i can't remember if i dialed the close one and held wrong but the closest two targets which are easy they were like 180 and 260 i think or or 250 they were close range targets and i missed one and i was dumbfounded i was like oh what was and i just racked the bolt and i was like i think i held I, I must have dialed wrong. I'll hold it under and I'll shoot again. And I shot and missed. And I was like, I just dropped two easy. And I looked over at my timer with 20 seconds left. And I was, <laughs> I was, I was so mad. I just, I, it was all mental. It was all my fault. I just pace yourself. Uh, you know, I, I just, it just, I, I aimed or I aimed at the wrong. Oh, that's what I did. I aimed at the wrong target. I shot on the way in. I shot five, four, three. And then instead of shooting at the second target, I shot at the closest one. Second target was kind of hidden and the closest one was obvious. So again, my mind just went to that obvious target. Yeah. It got my scope. There it is. Boom. And then that's why I hit high because I was dialed for the second target. So, uh, and then I went back to the second target and missed that one. So I don't know if I was canted or pan. I was obviously panicked and just, I was really disgusted. I tell people you can control mental stuff every time there's all kinds of variables that are out of your control you do your best to mitigate wind changes and position wobble and everything else but mental stuff is all up to you and i stinking blew it and so so i was (laughs) oh man i just had to regroup from there and from there i shot a really really good match um i got a little bit fired up i cleaned the next stage there was an unlimited stage in a bus where you had to you had to shoot one target through every window of this bus. You could go as far as you wanted, but you had 75 seconds. So I just, I went eight for eight. I got eight hits in 75 seconds. You're navigating seats and the bus wobbling. Every time you move, the bus would be shaking. So you're letting that settle for a second. And then you're trying to make good shots. Cause if you miss the woods, it was up against these woods and it was in the shadows and they just eight bullets. And I had watched clay got beat up on that stage. Austin got beat up on that stage a little bit, not, not bad, but he had missed a, he'd missed a handful of targets. And so I went a little slower and I just went eight for eight, uh, and just had a really good thing. I was still, I could not catch Austin. Um, I'm still after that. I, I made back a couple. So now I'm one down on Austin again. 
and um, he had had a problem after my my mental mess up stage. He had a problem on the next stage, and I gained a couple of those two back on him on that stage. And so we're now I'm down to one. Go to the PRS barricade. I set a really good time on that. Not screaming fast, but but fast enough. I had all the guys in the top ten beat, and um, got to the last. We were, I mean, we were the last three stages, and I couldn't catch Austin. Just one down, and I finally. He had a little wind switch, and I picked up one for the tie. We got to this doghouse with these prairie dogs, and he the wind got a little switchy on him, and he slipped one off left and right and ended up dropping three, and I got a clean on that. Got to this last – the last stage of the match was cool. It was, this, uh, you, it was up in this connex. You dropped prone, shot two through a prone port, and then there was five ports across the top, one shot per – and then prone at the end. So it was a nine-shot stage, but 75 seconds with seven positions and nine rounds. And so it was a hustle, and I was able to clean that last stage. And, and, and then I knew because he had, he had slipped another one, one or two on that stage too. And so I had it. Derek Love made a, just a great comeback and, and ended up taking second. Um, but it was a weird match because I made those three mental mistakes, which the one target I hit – so I dropped those three that I absolutely shouldn't have missed. And total, I think I dropped 12 shots all weekend I don't, and really should have been nine, which is crazy. I've never shot a match like that where it was. Yeah, that's, that's pretty high percentage. It was, yeah, they were, they were big targets and there was no wind. And it's hard. Some guys are like, man, those targets were pretty big. And I'm, and I'm like, the, I talked to some guys the weekend before, two weeks before they had a club match wind was blowing 10, 15 miles an hour. If you missed, you saw nothing. Like I could see yeah. those targets in the right conditions becoming, I mean, it could be a completely different match depending on what the wind was doing. So Very it, it's hard for an MD to, to, you know, you're dealing <laughs> with weather and, and predicting, but it was fun. I, I, a lot of guys liked it. Um, it was, it was a, well, again, it's a different feel. You go to the grind matches, which I do like where you, I like where you can drop some points and you're not out of it. This was not one of those matches. Um, you know, I did, I got away with losing those three, but I also had a couple real good stages at the end that uh, not a lot of guys cleaned. So those were some of the smaller targets and it, and it went well for me, but it was fun. So I salvaged the win. I ended up, I ended up getting ahead. I won by four, I believe. Um, yeah. Derek was second, Austin third, um, Honestly, and not to uh, stroke his ego, because yeah. I know he doesn't need that, but Derek Love's been shooting pretty good lately. Yeah, he was in the squad behind us with Morgan King and those guys. Uh, really, they were fun. They'd come off, and we'd be like, okay, what'd you do? What'd you do? How fast did you do the barricade? And then Derek kept cleaning and cleaning. I'm like, if he keeps this up, because he was ahead of he, he got ahead <laughs> of Austin and I. I was like, dude, Derek's in the lead now, and he was just on fire. He got beat up a little bit on the fire truck. And then I think he dropped a couple on the Prairie Dogs. And so those last couple stages, I I dropped one on the fire truck, got a 9 out of 10, um, cleaned the Prairie Dogs for 10, and cleaned that shoe house for 9. And that was those last couple stages, just staying in it and That's and, right. and was able to. I really – it felt good because I, I kind of felt like – it's been a while. I felt like I kind of had that edge. I was like, dude, I just was waiting for a chance because he – for Austin kept cleaning. I was like, I just need a chance. And I finally got a chance. And in those, that Prairie dog stage, like, okay, here we go. And then I, you know, clean that, clean the next. And it was just, it felt good to be focused the whole time. And, and the gun was hammering. It was everywhere, wherever I pointed, it went and just, you know, one of those, one of those days where it comes together. Well, so it was fun. Um, 
I think Chad Chad Heckler got fourth, and Morgan King rounded out top five. My buddy Matt Alwine, uh, we just did a podcast with him. You guys know he got top production, and uh, I got to give props to. Uh, gosh dang it, I'm gonna figure her name. Allison Zane. Uh, she she's pretty young youth shooter, and she burned it down. I think she was even top ten. Shot really well, so that was kind of fun. That she, a lot of people were talking about her. So congrats to her. Um, yeah, that's- yeah, it was cool. It was cool. Um, so and it, when you can go into that kind of field and you're, I mean, I don't want to call her a little girl, but she's a teenage girl. Yep, so, yep. um, when you, when, when you can go into that field and stay calm enough and, and stay all that kind of stuff, there's a lot of really good shooters that she beat, yep. um, or tied or, or whatever. And, and really national level winners. So for sure. So good job, young lady. Yeah. It'll be fun to see where she does and the goes the next few years. If she, you know, who knows with where she goes to college and how, much she can continue to do it but it'll be fun to see her at some different matches with different conditions like this was a unique one like i said with big targets and light winds so it's you know obviously a higher hit percentage it'll be fun to watch her shoot some tougher you know big wind and see how she handles yeah. all those different things but i've heard i haven't really ever met her but i've heard she's been uh been shooting pretty good but and Derek, oh, cool. Derek love oh, cool. i was talking to austin i was like man Derek's shooting good he's like man he's been on fire this year so props to him um yeah. i don't know him real well we talked a little bit we had a target go down on a stage and they were backed up onto us so we were kind of joking around and talking a little bit so good to get to know him a little bit um but yeah it was a it was a it was a lot of fun to shoot it's i had i kind of had a couple months off um and so anyway but we yeah. need we need to get the sucker wrapped up. Um, okay, well, real quick, uh, we have a giveaway that we're going to do. So why don't you talk to uh, talk to everyone about the giveaway? Yeah, I'll give you guys just a we're, we'll tease it some more out. But just real quickly, uh, Sloan Valdez he has Get a Grip Custom down in Utah, and he does a really good. Uh, framework mainly he works with glocks and he's like hey you guys want can we do a giveaway i was like sure if you want to and so he's like so he just texted me i just was like hey we're gonna tease it is that cool so we'll get some more specifics in the future but uh we won't technically start it yet but i want you guys to know it's coming we'll kind of make an official thing next time but um he said whoever wins uh will be able to send their polymer frame handgun um in for whatever frame package in Cerakote and slide milling that I offer for their model. So go to get a grip custom and start to browse around. Um, he has all kinds. He does crazy cool framework. He can mill your slides for red dots and inlets and make those super cool looking glocks and Cerakote them. And anyway, he, he does 99% of his work. He does is glocks. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and we both have bad egg glocks from them. So yeah. I've got a couple that I've run. Yep. And so definitely check his stuff out. Like I said, we'll give more details in the future, but um, get a grip custom. He's on Instagram, uh, find his stuff online too. So if you guys got probably Glocks, he can do other stuff, but Glocks is his bread and butter. So if you've got one of those, which pretty much everyone does, well, it'll be a fun giveaway which uh, with a pretty cool uh, – uh, pretty cool prize at the end with with that whole that whole pistol package. So, um, we'll let you go. Thanks for coming on. Um, we'll be well. I don't know. We got shoots. We'll talk more later. You got to get going. So, thanks for coming on and knocking the sucker out. And have a good evening. Toodles. <laughs>